Poetry on Air with Sheboygan Poet Laureate Lisa Vihos. Hi, I'm Lisa Vihos, and this is Poetry on Air, a program of Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, in which we explore what poetry means to us and how it inspires. My guest today is Dasha Kelly Hamilton, the Poet Laureate of Wisconsin and the city of Milwaukee. She's a writer, performance artist, and creative change agent, author of two novels, three poetry collections, and four spoken word albums. As an arts envoy for the U.S. Embassy, Dasha has facilitated community building initiatives in Botswana, Toronto, Mauritius, and Beirut. And I am so honored that she's here today. Welcome, Dasha. Thank you for having me. It's great to be in this digital airwave space with you. It is. It is. Well, you know, as we always do here on on Poetry on Air, I've asked you to bring some poems that have been meaningful to you in your life. And, you know, at some point in, in some way. So what did you bring today to share? I brought a poem by I called The Hitchhiker. Okay, let's hear it. The Arizona wind dries out my nostrils and the heat of the sidewalk burns my shoes as a woman drives up slowly. I get in, grinning at the face I do not like, but I slide my arm across the top of the seat and rest it lightly against her shoulder. I turn off into the desert, then I reach inside my pocket and touch the switchblade. We stop. And as she moves closer to me, my hands ache, but somehow I get the blade into her chest. I think a song. Everybody needs somebody. Everybody needs somebody to love. As the black numerals three, five roll out of her right eye inside one small tear. Laughing, I snap my fingers. Rape. Murder, I got you in the sight of my gun. I move off toward the street, my feet pressed down on it, familiar with the hot, soft asphalt that caresses them. The sun slides down into its cradle behind the mountains, and it is hot, hotter than ever, and I like it. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that Whoa. is intense. That's intense. Uh, precisely, yeah. and... This poem, um, I came across this poem, I'm I'm well into my my life work at this point as a poet, as an organizer, as a mentor and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And it struck me one, because it was intense and it's so intimate for something that is so heinous for, um, and for, for a poem to capture a personality that is frightening and troublesome and, and bankrupt and all the list of things, but for a serial killer hitchhiker to also be appreciating the desert. Yeah. Right. To also have a favorite, you know, a song that comes to mind. It was this, uh, this juxtaposition of some, of something that should be repulsive Mm -hmm but presented in this format that makes it palatable. Yeah. 
Um, so for that, for a poem to do a thing, for a poem mm-hmm. to do that um, was in a, in a conversation of craft, skillful. Yes. In a choice of art, curious. And as I did some more reading about this poet, knowing, learned that taking that, um, bringing that um, unpo- unpopular opinion is is definitely an understatement here, but bringing some of those those fringe and gritty narratives um, into mm. the poetry forefront was a was a risk yeah. that they chose to take. Um, there's another piece that they ha- they wrote about Cuba. Okay. Um, that wasn't, and you just feel the intensity there. So making you feel the conversation that we're not having or making you pay attention to this for every other reason, mm-hmm. um, profile that should be ignored and never discussed. Yeah. Um, I don't think at all she was doing an advocacy for murderers by any stretch, right. but you know, humanity is, is a complicated thing is a yeah. really, really yeah. complicated and thing. So that was something for me in the middle of doing work of, of spending a lot of time helping people make their pain, um, sound beautiful of, mm. of trying to capture our, climate and our culture in a way that's inspiring yeah. but still yeah. true and here's a poem that came along just like mm, some people walk the earth and they like to kill others what they yeah. give poems to <laughs> did you, did they you, give poems to did you find that it um also changed anything about your own writing it did well it did um it changed my writing and and more uh, I think more immediately the the impact that it had was how I was able to coach and teach the poets that I was working with. So my, um, so I have a nonprofit that I accidentally founded. Uh, the accidental nonprofit. I love it. <laughs> exactly. And I want to say it's in the same, it's in the same spirit of the person who just thought, wouldn't it be great if we took the kids to uh, this wa- this water park this summer. And then seven years later, they are in charge of the water park outing every year <laughs> for every kid in the neighborhood. It's a rite of passage that you're going to go and Miss Lisa. You know, so yeah. it became that. Yeah. But yeah. with that same passion, you find a way. It wasn't anything I set out to do or, mm-hmm. or thought that was at all my lane. And with each kid, with each poem, with each school, with each project, it clearly was where the universe wanted me to be. So one of the f- things that... that that I, one of the shifts we made in our program was inserting topical, topical prompts into our conversations with the young people. Cause Mm -hmm. I'm thinking right now of this young kid and he's now like late twenties, early thirties, but he wrote the same broke up, same breakup poem all four years of high school. We were Mm. like, dude, you remember you broke up with her like three years ago. You're this but you get into a rut or the person who's always writing about the thing that happened or yeah. was always writing about that one tree in their backyard. We, mm-hmm. It was giving them an, also an invitation mm-hmm. to this world that we tell young people, you don't need, no, 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 no. When you, once you get your degree and you have a, an apartment key and maybe a 401k, then we want your opinion about what's going on out here. Right now, you just passed algebra, okay? Yeah. <laughs> So, but these are young people who are in and of the world who are affected and not in the abstract way. They are directly affected every day yeah. by what's happening literally in the streets, what's literally happening at city hall, what, yeah. but the conversations yeah. that end up in their thread. So we found ways and got better each year at how to engage them in those discussions mm-hmm. um, at their interest level, 
um, but also give them the, the wide berth to turn that into art. Yeah. To turn it into art. So that is an example. So this next phase was giving them the permission to write about the ugly things. Yeah. We've already, we'd already been doing that, but here's an example that reminded me yeah. um, as their, you know, as the, the coach of the coaches, as the mentor to the mentors who are mentoring the, <laughs> I need to remind you all yeah. that you're ugly um, not only can it be beautiful art, but more importantly, you have to address your ugly. You have to address your stuff. You have to, you get to um, have these conversations, even if they're just in your head. A lot of us yeah. and a lot of these young people, a lot of us grew up learning that lesson, I don't want to say late, but deep into the game. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say I'm still trying to learn the lesson, honestly. I mean, the that poem really kind of opened it up for me too. Like, Wow. So, hmm, murder, hmm, what is- murder and, and the desert and like enjoying the heat and the like what, you know, it just really kind of shook me up really to, mm-hmm. to hear the poem. And uh, yeah, one one line in the poem that kind of mis- mystified me was the black numerals three, five rolling out of her eye. And I wondered what did, what I wonder what Dasha thinks that means. <laughs> I didn't know. I I'm not sure either. So we definitely are going to, um, we're going to be doing some theorizing right now. So the, yeah. I wasn't sure. It couldn't be any reference to any illegal activity, activity per se, because the hitchhiker doesn't know the person. Right. So just, black numerals three, five. So that's a three, three, three. It's a, it's a strike, strike, strike and a strike and a V. No, no tears mm. look like that. <laughs> So I'm trying to maybe it just was meant to mystify us. I mean, you know, it's what this, uh, this deranged and it's in the tear. Saw, yeah, and it's in it's the a, tear. It's a branded tear. Yeah. Very, very strange. And I did a little bit of read. I had never heard of the poet. I, and just mm-hmm. did a little reading and, you know, I mean, this is a poet who won the national book award. So we're not, you know, we're, we're up in the big leagues here and, and, mm-hmm. you know, how, I think it's great that, you know, those those young people had a mentor like you mentoring the mentors because everybody needs to know that you know there are these dark things I mean we know yeah. the dark things but do we turn them into art or do we we know that they have a place in art we don't always know that we think art is supposed to be kind of pretty and kind of okay but yes not exactly. really no not really. not really <laughs> and it so. definitely opens up what you give your what you give yourself space to write about yeah and so whether it's the the mucky things out there in the world or mm-hmm. acknowledging that you've got a mucky thing that you haven't addressed or that you've addressed very clearly, but you haven't given it, it given it any place to go. Yeah, um, yeah. So for them to know that, that that's allowed. Um, I have a workshop that I do well with any age group, but I especially love, 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 love doing it with middle school and high school students uh-huh. because in the middle of it, they're like, Oh my goodness, she tricked us. Now we have all of these, uh, these wicked things we've written that we thought we were writing about one thing. And now we've, so now we have all these statements that are so awkward and it's like, I know they're awkward and they're, they're not generous, but they're Mm. still beautiful. And guess what? There are parts of you that are also not really cool, but you can be generous and creative in how you describe them because don't keep, they don't have to be off limits. And that also means that you don't have to be ashamed. Yeah. Yeah. That's a powerful lesson. Mm. Let's um, have you go to the next poem. Speaking of powerful lessons. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's 
Let's see. Well, I don't have, um, I, I don't, I can find an excerpt, but um, the other poem that was inspirational to me and instructional was, it's 500 pages long. Oh, that's so long. That's long. Yeah, it's a long one. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if, if you or our guests wanted to take a journey through Homer's Odyssey. My guess was no. So let's just talk about it. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Let's so talk about the, the journey, the journey home. <laughs> the journey home, the Odyssey home. Yeah. So it is, um, Homer's Odyssey is a classic bit of literature. It is, as I understand it now, even to date the oldest um, classic poem literature that's still taught, yeah. that's still a part of the academy, the start of the canon. Right. So one, as a high school student, this was a whole semester we committed to reading this book. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I told it's a book. And so even now just grappling at that, at that tender brain age of what do you mean? This whole book is one poem. It's a book of poems. No, it's a book of poems. Singular. Get out of here. Mr. Minette, you kid. It's Mr. Bruner, you kid. It's an epic. It's an epic. So one learning that that's a thing and the way that, uh, these two instructors, uh, created this class, of course. It was understand it's a humanities a humanities class essentially so one semester we're learning the humanities so it's all of the myths and we're learning about um the types of columns the greek columns oh, yeah. or ionic columns and so we're learning all of these pieces that i promise you it still stuns me mm. as a super 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 grown up that those little bits still flood they still flicker in my mind they still i can it's amazing that I've retained them, um, yeah, but yeah. Th- that speaks a lot to these teachers. Um, it speaks a lot to the the imagination of myth. So you're learning about Daphne and Persephone. You're learning about mm-hmm. um, the, the Trojan horse and the, you're learning all of these narratives, yeah. but you had to learn all these, not you didn't have to, but you, yes, you had to learn all of these stories. <laughs> To appreciate this 500 page poem yeah. that was this uh, this journey of a warrior returning home from the Trojan War. Right. And it was a journey that should have taken a year or two, um, but it took 10 years because, you know, interference with gods and goddesses and nymphs and centaurs. And there was a war that he stumbled. Just, just things that happened. Yeah, in that happens. It happens. <laughs> have- but it was such a, it was... Um, it was impactful to me because of the the style of study mm. that I was able that this class was involved in just to read this book and it wasn't it wasn't a labor it was so much fun interesting um we had a connection with the, through a class reunion digitally within the last year in fact and we've compared notes about many people still kept those journals oh my goodness so it's something it was a it was priceless. If you got someone's notes from mm-hmm. last year's humanities class, even mm-hmm. though these two teachers have been teaching this class for decades, mm-hmm. to get someone else's notes from a previous year, um, it was just it was that aspirational of also wanting to be successful yeah. um, in this class. It felt very much like college in a in a Sounds high school like setting, it. and all of this rich these rich narratives have stayed with me. Yeah. So how that's impacted me um, has given me. It exposed me a different relationship to literature. Mm-hmm. Um, fat, and at the time, the other poems, air quotes, the other poems we were reading, I didn't, of course, have the same reaction because they were poem, poem, poems that I had to, yeah. we had to analyze. So this particular class, that's what poems 
other than the Odyssey, that's what the poems were introduced to this course for. Okay. Teach us young minds how to analyze, read between the lines, what's the deeper significance, that line of, of dialogue. So this yeah. is an honors class. So what I'm also, and so I also know that this is a rarefied mm. um, conversation that we're having in this particular classroom yeah. compared to what they're doing, you know, two doors down the hall, um, reading J.D. Salinger or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, and you know what is interesting, too, about the Odyssey, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, was mainly then spoken like at the time when Homer wrote yes. it poetry yes. was the in the oral tradition we were speaking it we were spoken word from the beginning from and the I, beginning. you know and I love that it's you know come around again into our cultural language and our dialogue today that poetry you know it's not just something on a piece of paper I really appreciate you pointing that out and I'm and making and connecting that it's like in the uh, visual, some some um, computer <laughs> website, and now that one dot, now it appears. Now yeah. it's now it's connected <laughs> because spoken word is what brought me to poetry as an adult. Uh, yeah. Because of this experience, poetry again was always a, a riddle. Hmm. It was a riddle that was introduced, um, and then we learned, or I, we figured out that fifty percent of the time, the correct answer was man's mortality. <laughs> the other 50% was we just, I just, what, what do you mean deeper significance? And not that it just wasn't, I'm used to novels and prose and, yeah. and even autobiographies and to poetry was introduced as a riddle that had to be solved. Cool. And then mm. I don't know if I have it right. Yeah. And I'm not convinced you, Mr. Manette have it right. What do you mean? This was a release of their inhibitions. I don't, <laughs> the man's, I don't believe it. I don't, doesn't make, I don't get it. Yeah. It's funny. So fast forward to being taken to a, an open mic and spoken word and hearing people reading poems that even if I didn't understand them at that point, it didn't matter. Yeah. Cause like you said, I'm watching a human yeah. read the words that they wrote and I'm um, inferring meaning the way a poem yeah. will do, but in a live experience, I'm inferring from their energy or maybe how nervous they are. Um, and over time I can watch you do the poem and get as much information and sometimes even more ba compared to the, the words that you actually shared. So it was this really full experience that, Lo and behold, Carl started way back in uh, what is the fifth century? Whenever he wrote that, <laughs> so that was a, that experience was in, was incredibly impactful um, for me and how to um, it activated things I didn't know that I liked about that I didn't know I liked about literature, the puzzling of it. So later, when I came back to putting poems together, um, it's an experience, but I still want you to land on the, on an understanding or a, a meaning, a feeling at least. I don't want it to be a curious, I wonder what that was about, um, which was, again, a lot of the experience that I had with the poet as I was introduced to poetry. So that had a huge impact on an experience of, of, a, of a really rich narrative. Mm. It was a journey, a journey mm -hmm. home, a journey, a journey home. home. It was an odyssey. <laughs> This is Lisa Vihos. Welcome back to Poetry on Air. My guest today is Dasha Kelly Hamilton, the Poet Laureate of Wisconsin and of Milwaukee. And we've been talking about 
poetry and, and what is inspiring and what is meaningful to this poet. And now we want to turn, I want to turn her to a selection of her own poetry and hear some of what she's put down on, on paper and into the, into the sound waves for us to, to enjoy. So Dasha, what do you want to start with? I would like to start with a piece that um, kind of cap that captures not kind of one of the things I've been I give myself reminders of how to refine and we all have improvements so I'm big on birthdays my birthday is in October so all of October is Dasha Fest and I want everyone out there to have your own festival maybe a month is too much maybe you start with a weekend no a month is good I like it a month is good and so it's not a month of parties although festive things do happen but it's a month of being of celebrating being alive on purpose so my festival includes there's usually for some there's usually a performance or reading of some sort I have a gathering with my girls I work on a habit I try something new I love this and that person or one of the people you've been you know we're going to get together one day I follow through and schedule one of those Mm -hmm. And the last thing is there's someone that I haven't seen in too long. I reach out and make sure that we connect. Mm-hmm. So that's my loose six-point Dasha Fest formula. And one of the things that I've made a note of myself is I heard myself say things, you know, I think I want to. And then, well, I wonder, no, those are qualifiers that are habit ticks, that are language ticks. Mm-hmm. I don't think I want to. I want to. Yeah. Right. I don't think I mean. I, I, I mean. So yeah. caught Interesting. myself. Interesting. So back. So I want to share an example of a piece that creates the same experience that I mentioned um, from Homer's Odyssey, whether in terms of writing a poem, where there's an experience, Mm. you're feeling something, you have visuals that make sense or don't. And there's definitely a point, but there are also narratives that hopefully you draw out of it like any cross your finger, the great poem will do that. I didn't intend. Yeah. Right. But, but resonate with you. Let's so hear it. this is an opportunity to create a conversation about the rural and urban divide. Mm. And rather than a divide, consider it a flow. Cement unwinds into countryside chatter about bad days and impossible dreams twitters between the trees, between satellites, between granola and grits, Leche and Lupia, between homecomings and home goings, one and all. Dusk consumes the sun. Dawn swallows the moon. Triumph and tragedy pinned along the horizon, snap and fan in concert above the breeze, above shades of pumpkin and construction cones, concrete, ash, espresso shots, and hay. Monarchs dance before skylines of seedlings and steel, to the pulse of combines and shiny shoes, across the landscapes rich with gorgeous and wild life, one and all. Mm. I love that. When you sent it to me and I read it, I mean, what I immediately saw in it was this city and country, rural and urban, and the cross, you know, and the... And the flow, like I thought, yes, this is exactly how the world is. They're not separate. Mm-hmm. And in fact, one wouldn't exist without the other. You know, we couldn't have the grocery store in the city if we didn't have somebody in the country. 
growing our food. And that, that was, you know, I, I loved the um, different kind of things you juxtaposed, like the shades of pumpkin, which I saw, you know, lovely orange pumpkins. And then I saw construction cones that are also orange. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, seedlings and steel, combines and shiny shoes. I mean, there's just so much lovely granola and grits. <laughs> I mean, just great. Um, juxtaposition. Thank but you. Brought together into the one and all. It was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and then f- moving into flow instead of divide, mm-hmm. then it's a, it even moves it away, f- moves the conversation from a comparison. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Although you are, for example, you're comparing the granola and grits, you're, you're more putting them side by side. Yeah presenting them together different from comparing them to one another mm-hmm. and then so it's not a matter of whether or not yeah. or better or less or com- comparing right. urban or r- it works together well it's like and, you let them be together in the same space like in the same mm-hmm. home they're they're together mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. not apart which not is apart, not apart. beautiful it's beautiful <laughs> something about we all we all love our family and we all want what's best something of <laughs> yes but that as a as a um as a line of thought a bumper sticker as you were that's going to keep us together it's not strong enough the adhesive on that is not strong enough <laughs> yeah you have to cross over into the other things that you think are different and not yes. not your thing it's like mm-hmm. they're they are all part of it mm-hmm. gotta weave them in so this mm-hmm. poem, it's like a doorway into that. It's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Thank y'all. Yeah, read us another one. So this is one, I don't know how far you got with the 30-30 challenge or if you give it a shot at all. I gave it a little shot. I wrote a haiku. A whole haiku all month. You know what? Haiku. High five. Yeah, I was high happy. Five <laughs> I should have brought it, but I didn't. But it was really fun. and Because you had, it was a haiku. I can't remember the prompt. It wasn't just any haiku. I mean, you had like write a haiku about, um, I can't remember what it was, except I know that I wrote about going to the market with my dad and that that was something we used to do. And, huh. and so I can't remember what, how, what prompted and led me to that. But anyway, it was fun. Hey, then mission accomplished. Within the, <laughs> then my work here is done. <laughs> Was this- um, and I, and again, I still, in all of these years, I've never done all, all 30 days, you know, yeah. and I always describe it as, as a marathon, it's- you know, you're, you're excited and then the incline and the burn and it the cramp hard. and then whew, haikus all the way out. So yeah. I gave myself permission to, I, I, I didn't try, mm-hmm. you know, so I wanted to make, make tools for everyone to have a prompt. It was so a nice tool. Like it was it. a great series i mean i read the prompts every day i just didn't get to do the writing <laughs> i'm like oh that's a good one i'm gonna hang out oh yeah one. i hope somebody writes to that yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> so I, I leaned in more to um once i f- when i landed on a piece that just excited my pen mm-hmm. just to ride that out so i like that yeah. this is one of them and it was this idea you know it's one of those pieces where you have an idea where it's gonna go it's gonna do a thing and so we'll talk after else? if it did okay. a thing. Let's see. Go ahead. Okay. The dairy farmer replied, stop calling things that aren't milk, milk. The newspaper series was compelling, even to a city chick like me. I add oat milk to the grocery list. I think of the dairy farmer. 
The journalist earns awards, delivery person trades text messages, exchanging broccoli sprouts for bunches, or did I order that by mistake? I tipped him 15%. Sometimes I tip 20. Every time is a goal to not hesitate or have to calculate, project out for 30 days the same way he surely will. I wonder if he does his own shopping in between or on other days. I thank him and wave through the screen. A woman sits in the passenger seat, winter coat open, attention on her phone. I wonder if she rides often, all the time, after a fight. Could, could be his best friend, like my daughter's best guy, friends from high school, their small colony of peers crossing over the gritty sands into maturity. The cicadas are coming this year, billions according to the news. I am intent to obsess over both groups of new adults. I shuttle the groceries from porch to kitchen. Hmm. There's like this transaction happening with another human being in the world, the person, the delivery person. I, and it was interesting because as I read through it, you know, the first couple times through, I didn't get that the woman was sitting in the passenger seat of the delivery driver's vehicle. Like it took me the third time through. I'm like, oh, she's come along for the ride. And, and you, the poet, observing and wondering, does she come all the time? Does she ride with him all the time or after a fight? And it was just kind of this interesting little uh, inroad into the person who's bringing you their gro- the groceries, you know, has a whole life of his own and a friend sitting in the car with him. And and I also love the moment when you wonder, how does he wonder, wonder when he does his own shopping, you know, in between on other days. And, I mean, this is the thing. Everybody we encounter every day all the time is a whole universe of stuff happening in their, in their orbit, you know. And Thank you. Yes. Did I get yes. it? Yes, I, I did the thing. You, you did the thing. You did the thing. <laughs> And the poem is called All the Lives We Are. Yeah. So from that same, that very thought of, you just don't know. You just don't know. You got a whole thing going on. And so yeah. you, and there was this movie and I can't think of, it was with John, uh, the one who was on Roseanne show. Oh. Not Candy, not Belushi, that John, the other, that John. Goodman. John Goodman. Goodman. So there's a movie that John Goodman was in and there was a spirit. Thank you. There's a spirit that would. So as John Goodman passes you on the street, this oh. energy could jump off of him and jump into you. And there was a, oh, a wild. really cool song from the sixties that it, so that same notion of yeah. as we pass each other, as we interact with each other, there's a whole life. You've got mm. a job and you have a parent and you've got this ward on your back and you've got this lottery ticket in your pocket and you're not, your stomach is roiling and we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. And you don't know. And the mm. cute thing about this piece when I first started writing, putting it to, putting it to, in, in place, mm-hmm. one of the lines was... And I reach for the oat milk and think of the dairy farmer. Oh. Except I've been doing digital grocery shopping way before the pandemic. So that wouldn't have been altogether true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got to stick that to been the authentic. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean. And thank you for that edit. I changed oh. just as we're talking. A woman sits in his passenger seat. Oh, 
Mm, okay. As opposed to the passenger seat. So you'll know that it's the same. Oh, good. Okay. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Now that, uh, I just, I love the, the, the observation of, of human doing human being, human being, <laughs> humans being, humans being all the lives we are awesome. No. Um, do you do a lot of revision? Like, do you, do you put stuff down and then how, how much do you revise a poem? Would you say? I would probably say I, I one, two, definitely at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's first a scribble mm-hmm. and I have artistic handwriting is how I'm choosing to describe it. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a mess of an abstract painting mm. that I promise has words in it. Yes. So then it's going through that and I type it up. And so just in that process of transferring and deciphering, um, uh, yeah. there are edits that happen there. Yeah. Um, yes. And so then I will tinker with it mm-hmm. a good, at least one other time, yeah. probably. Um, well, and I remember and like this will happen. I'll swap out a word here and there, but I would say probably three passes through. So mm-hmm. it's the, I yeah, remember the dump, the deconstruction, then the polish. When we took, when you led a course uh, through the John Michael Kohler Art Center on mm-hmm. writing um, life in short, you know, short uh, excerpts of our lives and helping us with that. And you stressed for us the power of verbs. Mm. And I wondered about, you know, do you, in your own work, find yourself going back in and you know, looking at the verbs or does that just come naturally and you don't even need to force yourself to do, to, to refine that part? I was curious. Not much. I mean, that is something that it's It's a natural, natural. (laughs) it's a leaning in my writing in the first place. So I'll go back and so it'll jump out at me like, oh, that's, that's, that's way too many words or that phrase I could consolidate. I could, I could consolidate that. And then sometimes the flow of it, it makes sense for it to be something a, a line that's walked out a bit more but it's something that I, I it's a I go to that mm-hmm. I do have to go through I think I shared with in the class I learned through editing my through the editing process of my novel that I was I have a thing for adverbs mm. that was problematic and I didn't know <laughs> get rid of the know. adverbs <laughs> right? it really was I'm like what are what are you talking about what adverbs I went in and you have the, you go the word and you put in the word search. Sure. So I literally just put in L-Y. Just show me all the words. Oh, oh, oh. Like a lot. Oh, like a lot of my words. Yeah. And then it's like, well, okay, let's take it out. Mm. You're right. I don't need that. And you look at that. It's just a, huh. So knowing where the, where the, where the parts of your writing are habit. Mm-hmm. And granted, the habits are, are come from tools and come from aesthetics that make sense. Yeah. I've also noticed, and I'm going to be very deliberate in not reference. I'm going to try. You hear, I'm laughing at the thought. I reference the sky a lot. Oh, <laughs> stars, universe, galaxies. Well, there's and, nothing wrong I mean, with the sky, right? Or... I don't think so either. But I'm going to challenge to to not let that notion, not yeah. let that vision, not go there. I think mm. I automatically reach for the stars, literally. So interesting. Well, yeah, good to know. I mean, you know, it, it's a it's a goal of the moment to not overdo the sky. You might come back to it. We don't know. Let's have you read one last poem. 
I love it. So this is a piece that's definitely true to my heart. Um, first of all, the the library, the Milwaukee Library asked me to create something that would celebrate the library um, for their annual Ben Franklin celebration that they have. And absolutely. And secondly, the laureateship is managed through the library in Milwaukee. Nice. But even way, way back, further, further, I've been a library kid since I was old enough to have a library card. And let Mm -hmm. me tell you, me with a library card, it was like somebody dropped down at American Express. I was that kid. That's awesome. Um, you know, and I read the the books that had the series. And just a f- recently when Beverly Cleary passed, I would have never thought that I would be in tears. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. I, it, it caught me by surprise. And then I'm giggling through the tears because I'm trying to explain to my husband. I don't know what came over me and he doesn't know who Beverly Cleary <laughs> is. And so yeah. it was just a oh, moment. So I was so I was sweet. that kid. Um who just definitely appreciated my relationship with my librarian and mm. particularly at my school Nice. and a writing contest at the local public library is how I saw myself as a writer. My mother said, Hey, there's this library. You want to do, you want to do the story contest? Yeah, sure. <laughs> and we can use a typewriter. We can what? <laughs> yes. Fun. And I remember we never turned the stories in because Aww. we went double the word count. Oh, interesting. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to make it shorter. I didn't want to, all of that. Yeah. So I, the library has been in my life for a long time. So this is the library. Bend pages at the corner, folding into the stories we tell about ourselves, about each other, about days dissolved and seasons yet to come. Circulate riches to every spirit and spine. Stack rhyme schemes and prophecy, humanity and hypotheses. Guard our stories stretching from soil to sky. Common and crown, ground level to grand heights, and all of our mass in the middle. Mass in the middle. The accumulated weight of all our question marks, our catalog of anxious cells and eager breaths. Warm the heart, warm the hallways, the portals and platforms. Ignite hope along dim landscapes. Archive the shine of our collective living, our electric resistance to darkness. Mm. Thank you, library. Thank you, library. Thank you, library. And thank you, Dasha Kelly Hamilton. It's been such a joy to talk with you today. And this has been Poetry on Air a program of Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was lovely. I really appreciate the time. You have been listening to Poetry on Air, hosted by Sheboygan's Poet Laureate, Lisa Vios. Questions or comments can be directed to Lisa at poetlaureatesheboygan at gmail.com. Poetry on Air is produced in the studios at Mead Public Library in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. More information on the web at meadpl.org.